ان الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له واشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له واشهد ان محمدا عبده ورسوله صلى الله عليه وسلم يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله حق تقاته ولا تموتن الا وانتم مسلمون يا ايها الناس اتقوا ربكم الذي خلقكم من نفس واحده وخلق منها زوجها وبث منهما رجالا كثيرا ونساء واتقوا الله الذي تساءلون به والارحام ان الله كان عليكم رقيبا يا ايها الذين امنوا اتقوا الله وقولوا قولا سديدا يصلح لكم اعمالكم ويغفر لكم ذنوبكم ومن يطع الله ورسوله فقد فاز فوزا عظيما اما بعد فان اصدق الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الامور محدثاتها وكل محدثه بدعه وكل بدعه ضلاله وكل ضلاله في النار indeed the praise is for allah we praise him we seek his help and we seek his forgiveness we seek refuge with allah from the evils that are within ourselves and from our bad deeds Whomsoever Allah guides no one can lead this person astray. And whomsoever Allah leads astray then there is no guide for him. I bear witness that none has the right to be worshiped except for Allah who was alone with our partners. And I bear witness that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the servant of Allah and his last messenger to all of mankind. Oh you who believe fear Allah with the right that he should be feared with and do not die unless you are Muslims. Oh mankind fear your Lord who has created you from a single person and from that person created his mate and from them too scattered countless men and women and fear Allah from who you demand your mutual rights and do not cut off the relations with the wombs that have bore you indeed Allah is a watcher over you. Oh you who believe fear Allah and say that which is correct and upright in order that Allah may rectify for you your deeds and forgive you of your sins and whomsoever obeys Allah and his messenger has achieved a tremendous achievement as to what follows certainly the most truthful speech is the book of Allah and the best guidance is the guidance of Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam And the most evil of the affairs are the newly invented matters. And every newly invented matter in the religion is innovation, and every innovation is going astray. And every going astray is in the hellfire.
In Islam, we know the importance of the prayer. As we have in the narration of Abdullah ibn Umar radiallahu anhuma, قَالَ قَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَّى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ بُنِيَ الْإِسْلَامِ عَلَى خَمْسِ شَهَالَةِ أَنْ لَا إِلَهَ إِلَى اللَّهِ وَأَنَّ مُحَمَّدًا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ وَإِقَامِ الصَّلَاةِ وَإِتَاءِ الزَّكَاءِ وَحَجِّ الْبَيْتِ وَصَوْمِ رَمَضَانِ Abdullah ibn Umar, may Allah be pleased with the both of them. He mentioned that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam stated, that Islam is built upon five matters. The first matter, the testimony, that none has the right to be worshipped except for Allah, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the messenger of Allah. The second matter is the establishment of the prayer. The third matter is the giving of the zakat. The fourth matter mentioned in this narration is making the pilgrimage to the sacred house of Allah in Mecca. And the fifth matter that is mentioned in this narration is fasting in the month of Ramadan. These five matters are the foundations, the fundamental principles of the religion of Islam. And we see that the second matter that has been mentioned after the mentioning of the testimony of La ilaha illallah Muhammad Rasulullah. None has the right to be worshipped except for Allah alone, and that Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam is the messenger of Allah. After this pillar has been mentioned, the next matter is the establishment of the prayer. And this in itself is an indication of how important the prayer is in the life of the Muslim. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned about the prayer, Al-Ahadu alladhi baynana wa baynahum as-salat, faman tarakaha faqad kafar. That the covenant or the bond or the barrier that is between us and them, meaning that which separates the Muslim from the non-Muslim, is the prayer. Therefore, whoever abandons the prayer, he has disbelieved. The scholars of Islam, they are in agreement that the one who abandons the prayer, denying the obligation of the five daily prayers, that this individual is a disbeliever, and that the person is not within the fold of al-Islam. The difference is in relation to the one who abandons the prayer out of laziness, although the person acknowledges the obligation of the five daily prayers. You have from amongst the ulama those who say that the person has abandoned the religion, the one who has abandoned the prayer, even if the person acknowledges that the prayer is obligatory. And then you have from the scholars those who say that the person who abandons the prayer while acknowledging the obligation of the prayer, he is still a Muslim, however he is committing a serious crime in Islam by abandoning the prayer. In any event, the one who abandons the prayer is in a serious situation of danger. Danger in relation to his connection with Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, 
He legislated the five daily prayers as a means of remembering him. He legislated the five daily prayers as a means of purification. He legislated the five daily prayers as a means of preventing us from indecency and evil. And this is what we find in the text. The Salah is one of the ways that the person will attain the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Rather the greatest of the ways after the two testimonies of faith. The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he gave the example when mentioning the prayer of being like a person who had a river in front of his home. And every day he bathes in that river five times. Will there be any impurities upon this individual? Likewise, the person who prays five times a day, he will be one who will be free from impurities. As Allah Azza wa mentions, إِنَّ الْحَسَنَاتِ يُدْهِبْنَ السَّيِّئَاتِ That indeed, the good deeds wipe away the bad deeds. And the best good that a person can do is praying the five daily prayers. When a person he makes his salah, as has been legislated, praying the prayers at the proper times, praying the prayer according to the teachings of the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam, the salah is then a purification for you. As Allah Azza wa Jal, he mentions, إِنَّ الصَّلَاةَ كَانَتْ عَلَى الْمُؤْمِنِينَ كِتَابًا مَوْكُوتًا That indeed the prayer is made or at fixed stated times as an obligation upon the believers. So a person is not allowed to pray whenever he or she wants to pray. It's upon them to pray as Allah Azza wa Jal commanded the person to pray. And we know that Jibreel alayhi salam, he came down to teach the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wasallam the times of the prayer. And he came two days in a row, coming at the beginning of the time, and then the second day coming at the time right before the time has elapsed. And then he mentioned that the prayer is in between these two times. As for Salatul Fajr, Salatul Fajr begins when the crack of dawn has appeared. And Salatul Fajr, it ends when the disk of the sun starts to appear on the horizon. As soon as the disk of the sun appears, the time of Fajr has gone out. As for Salatul Dhuhr, Salatul Dhuhr begins once the sun declines from its peak. And the ending time for Salatul Dhuhr is when the shadow of the person reaches his limb. As for Salatul Asr, Salatul Asr begins when the person's shadow reaches his limb. And it ends when the sun sets. As for Salatul Maghrib, Salatul Maghrib begins when the sun sets. And it ends when the redness of the sun disappears from the sky. And as for Salatul Isha, Salatul Isha begins when the redness disappears from the sky up until midnight. And midnight does not mean 12 a.m. midnight, 
But the midway point between Salatul Maghrib and Salatul Fajr, and these are the times for the five daily prayers as taught to us by Jibreel alayhi salam when he taught the Prophet Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam wa kulu qawli hadha astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen Wassalatu wassalam ala ashrafil anbiya wal mursaleen Wa ala alihi wa ashabihi yajma'een amma ba'd Allah Azza wa Jalli mentions in his book Inna salata tanha anal fahshai wal munkar Wa la dhikrullahi akbar Allah Azzawajal, he mentions that indeed the prayer, it prevents a person from indecency and wrongdoing. And the remembrance of Allah is greater. Here Allah Azzawajal, he establishes that when a person prays, it is a means of preventing that person from indecency and from evil. A man came to the Prophet Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam and mentioned to him an individual who prays during the night, but during the day he steals. The Prophet ﷺ said in response, سَتَمْنَعَهُ صَلَاتُهُ أَوْ كَمَا قَالَ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ The Prophet ﷺ, he said that his prayer will eventually stop him, showing how when a person he prays, this will have an effect upon his behavior. This will have an effect upon his mannerisms and how he behaves when it deals with the people and other than that. The prayer is a means of preventing a person from committing crimes. The prayer is a means of preventing a person from indulging in indecency and evil. And this is why it is very important for us that we maintain our salah. Because when we do not pray as we are commanded to pray, this opens up the door for the soul to be corrupted. This opens up the door for the person to fall into indecency and evil. And there is no individual who is involved in indecency and evil, except that you'll find that there is some type of deficiency in the person's prayer, or that the person, he doesn't pray at all. So it's very important that we maintain the preservation of the salah. Allah Azza wa Jal, He mentions, And bow down with those who bow down. Meaning that we as men, we should be praying the prayers in congregation. And this, Barakallahu Fikum, is a benefit for the community, but it is a benefit for us as individuals. Because when we come together, to worship Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, this is a means of strengthening our practice of the religion. So do not look down upon the affair of coming to the masjid to pray the prayers. So one is to strive to make his five daily prayers in congregation. We have the narration on the authority of Rabia ibn Ka'b al-Aslami radiallahu anhu. 
قال كنت أبيت عند رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأتيته بوضوئه وحاجته فقال لسل فقلت أسألك مرافقتك في الجنة قال أو غير ذلك فقال رضي الله عنه هو ذاك فقال رسول الله صلى الله عليه وسلم فأعني على نفسك بكثرة السجود أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم ربيع بن كعب الأسلمي رضي الله عنه said I had spent the night with the messenger of Allah صلى الله عليه وسلم and then I brought his water for him to make wudu in that which he needed and then he said to me صلى الله عليه وسلم ask for whatever you want and I said I ask you that I be with you in the paradise the Prophet sallallahu said, Nothing other than that. Then Kaab, or Rabi' ibn Kaab radiallahu an, he said, that's it. The Prophet sallallahu he said, Therefore, aid me against yourself. Help me against yourself by making an abundance of prostration. Here the Prophet ﷺ, he mentioned to this companion to ask for whatever he wants to ask for after the companion an, did some good to the Messenger of Allah ﷺ by bringing him his water for wudu and bringing him that which he needed. So the Prophet ﷺ, he was a person that when people did good to him, he returned the good back to them. So he said, ask for what you want. Meaning, ask for what you want, and you will receive it by the permission of Allah. So look at the Sahabi radiallahu an. Did he ask for money? Did he ask for status in the life of this world? Did he ask for anything that has a connection to this dunya? No. He said, I ask that I be with you in the paradise. See the Sahaba radiallahu anhum ajma'in, they understood the importance of the hereafter. And that the hereafter is more important than the life of this world. So he asked for that which is more lasting, that which will be forever, instead of asking for that which is temporary. And this doesn't mean, barakallahu feekum, we are to forget our portion of this dunya, but rather it teaches us to put things in their proper perspective. So he asked, that the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam, he bees with him in the paradise. The Prophet said, anything other than that? He said, no, that's it. Look what the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam said in response. Help me, aid me against you with a lot of or an abundance of prostration. Meaning by this, if you want to be with me in the paradise, you have to pray a lot. You have to make a lot of salah. This is how you can help me against you. So that you can be my companion in the paradise. This is a very important lesson here. Regarding the seriousness and the greatness of the salah in the life of the Muslim. If we want to be in the paradise, we have to pray. 
And not just any prayer, the prayer that was taught to us by the Prophet We have a narration of Mi'dan ibn Abi Talha. قَالَ لَقِيتُ ثَوْبَانَ مَوْلَى رَسُولِ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمُ فَقُلْتُ لَهُ وَسَأَلْتُهُ He said, Ya, Afwan Mi'dan ibn Abi Talha, he said, I met Thawban, the freed slave of the Messenger صلى الله عليه وسلم. So I said to him, أَخْبِرْنِي بِعَمَلٍ أَعْمَلُهُ يُدْخِلُنِي اللَّهُ بِهِ الْجَنَّةِ He said, I asked him, inform me about an action. That if I do this action, Allah will enter me into paradise by way of this action. Fasakat. Thawban was quiet. Mi'dani said, Fasa'altuhu. Fasakat. Fasa'altuhu al-thalitha. He said, I asked him again, he was quiet, and then I asked him again the third time the same question. Tell me, inform me about an action. That if I do this action, Allah will enter me into the paradise by way of this action. And then Thawban radiallahu an he said, Sa'altu an dhalika nabiya sallallahu alayhi wasallam. He said, I asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam about that. So here, look at this here. A man coming to the companions. Thawban radiallahu an to be specific. The freed slave of the Messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam asking about what? Asking about an action that he can do that will cause Allah to enter him into the paradise. Look at the methodology of the early generations of the Muslims. Look at their concern. Their concern was going to paradise. Their concern was being near to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala in the hereafter and not being from the people of the hellfire. So Thawban, he was quiet. He didn't just answer. And then he asked again, showing that he's serious, he wants to know. And then he asked again for a third time, showing that he was an individual who really wanted to know what could he do to get to the paradise. And we must ask ourselves, do we have this type of zeal? Do we have this type of consistency when it comes to knowing what's going to get us into the paradise? Do we have this type of concern when it comes to knowing what's going to get us into the paradise? What's going to protect us from the hellfire? Thawban radiallahu an, he mentioned that he asked the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam about this same matter. Because this is the way of the Sahaba again. They want to know how to get to paradise. فَقَالَ رَسُولُ اللَّهِ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وَسَلَّمْ عَلَيْكَ بِكَثْرَةِ السُّجُودِ فَإِنَّكَ لَا تَسْجُدْ لِلَّهِ سَجْدَةً إِلَّا رَفَعَكَ اللَّهُ بِهَا دَرَجَةً أو وَحَطَّ عَنْكَ بِهِ وَبِهَا خَطِيئَةً أو كما قال صلى الله عليه وسلم The Prophet صلى الله عليه وسلم he mentioned to Thawban Upon you is making an abundance of sujood. Meaning upon you is to pray a lot. For indeed, you do not prostrate one prostration for the sake of Allah, 
except that Allah, by way of that one prostration, He raises a level for you of good. And He removes a sin from you. How many raka'ah did the Prophet ﷺ normally pray in a day? The scholars, they mention the Prophet ﷺ normally prayed 40 raka'ahs in a day. 17 raka'ah from the obligatory prayer. And then you have 12 raka'ah for the sunan that are connected to the obligatory prayers. And then you have the 11 raka'ah of the night prayer. In each raka'ah there's two prostrations. So that's 80 prostrations in a day. The Prophet ﷺ used to make. If we are consistent in making 80 prostrations in a day, that's 80 levels of good we are raised. And 80 sins removed from our slate. Who is not in need of this? Who is the one that can say here honestly that he is in a good situation that he doesn't have to pray that much? The Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, he mentioned, أَوَّلْ مَا يُحَاسَبْ عَلَيْهِ الْعَبْدِ يَوْمَ الْقِيَامَةِ الصَّلَاةِ The first thing that the servant will be held accountable for on the day of judgment is the prayer. And then if his prayer is sound, the rest of his actions will be sound. But if his prayer is corrupted, then the rest of the actions will be corrupted. And if there is any deficiency in the prayer, Allah will command the malaika to go and look at the nawafil, the supererogatory prayers to make up for the deficiency. And we've heard this many times. But the point here, barakallahu fikum. Number one, have a concern about going to paradise. Be concerned about being with the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam in the hereafter. The next matter, have a concern about being away from entering into the hellfire. The next matter, ask about your religion. As Allah Azawajal mentioned, فَاسْأَلُوا أَهْلَ ذِكْرٍ كُنْتُمْ لَا تَعْلَمُونَ Ask those who know when you do not know. Go to the people of knowledge and ask about your religion so that you can practice that knowledge and become one who is closer to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. The next matter, when you ask questions about the religious affairs, let your intention be to practice that which you know. Don't just ask to know, but ask to practice. Because the intent behind the attainment of knowledge is the implementation of that knowledge. The next matter, barakallahu fikum, understand and know the importance of the salah and the life of the Muslim. For indeed it is the prayer which separates the Muslim from the non-Muslim. Understand the virtues that are connected to the prayer. Understand, barakallahu fikum, that the prayer is the way and the key to paradise. Do not be negligent regarding your salah. Do not be negligent regarding your salah. Do not be negligent regarding your salah. This is the way so that we can be in the paradise so that we can be with the Messenger Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam and the rest of the believers. And we ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from amongst those who are consistent in their prayers. 
We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to accept from us our prayers. We ask Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala to make us from the people of paradise. Aqulu qawli hadha, astaghfirullah li wa lakum. Wa subhanaka allahum wa bihamdik. Ashadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubi ilaik. Aqim as-salah.